Welcome to another episode of The Visual Div. I'm here with my co-host, Aline. And today, we are going to talk about Twittering. I think, yeah, we could talk about Twittering. Yeah. Yeah. Grifting, flexing, and Twittering. Yeah. The bullshit that's on Twitter. (laughs) That's what I would call it. So, yeah, welcome to episode, I'm not sure what episode number it is. Um, How are you doing, Aline? You've had a busy week so far. I think you've been traversing the globe, spreading the gospel. Yeah, globe hopping. I was over in London for the last day and a half. That's it, really. I went from Ireland to London and back pretty quick. Went into the Hucklebury, that was called, in Shoreditch, where um, Alessia and Liam from Code and Wander work. So I just booked a day in there and really didn't do much work because those two, <laughs> those two are so sound that I was just chatting to them for hours. <laughs> but uh, it was lovely. It was good to meet up with them and just talk shop and talk work. And they're, they're two lovely people doing really cool stuff and super smart. Yeah, it was nice. So I was over meeting my client who was over from the States, met them on yesterday. And um, talked about the product that we had, the problems that we've run into, and uh, what's the next step for the next three months. So it's it was it was really productive. It's kind of, it's really cool actually, man. Like I live, like if people realize, like I live in the back arse nowhere, like <laughs> so far rem- so remote that like it's even like a hair on the crack of the arse of nowhere, that kind of thing. It's so like, and I can get to London in you know a couple of hours but i leave my house it's an hour to the airport it's an hour on a flight and and you know like it's an it's a long day like i can i leave at five but i'm in london for like 10 it's pretty cool i think it's it's um it's just nice that i can be connected to such a metropolitan area in in such a short relatively short period of time and it's kind of the same with dublin like i can get up to dublin in about three and a half hours and instead of having, like, I have no problem with people wanting to live in cities, but they're just not for me. I actually had this really weird moment. I was in rush hour, rush hour London, and I didn't have headphones on. And I was like, this is weird. Just like <laughs> people were like, well, they were, who was it? Someone described them as fish. They, they were like fish, you know, just going through the tube. And then that's, you know, separating, depending on which as the next line they were going to get. And I was like... Oh my god, this is this is very strange. Like I'm not yeah. used to being around so many people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can imagine it's quite anxiety inducing for some people because I I remember going from I used to get a train in and take the Waterloo and City line, which is one stop. So there's it goes from A to B. It takes you from Waterloo into the city and back again. And because it's only one stop the train is empty when you fir- when it pulls into the platform. Mm. Um, so everyone gets on, and it is like it's like tin sardines. Like as it's like fish, but it's tin sardines. And because you know you're only on there for a certain period of time, it's very quick. Everyone doesn't mind being in armpits and like it's, and everyone's like it's amazing because it's a city line. So everyone's dressed in a suit apart from people who aren't dressed in a suit, which is basically me. And they look at you like you're some sort of student because you're not in a suit. And you have to have your head. You just have to be in your your own zone Mm. because then when it gets out the other end, you hit bank and bank is like a rabbit warren of, yeah, as you said, people going left, right, straight up, down, wham, bam, bam. And they know, everyone knows where they're going, but like it's... Except me. I didn't know where I was going. (laughs) Except Except the guy from the back of beyond where he has one road and he walks down it once a day. I didn't even have time to think. I was so what I'll I'll give you the, what I was doing yesterday morning. I was up in Hackney. I had like a 15 minute walk to the overground, got on the overground. And then I was getting on to, wasn't the Elizabeth, was it the Victoria line? It was blue. Anyway, I had to get on (laughs) the blue. The Elizabeth goes out to Heathrow, doesn't it? And it was that, um, that moment getting off the, getting off the overground and getting onto the underground, it was just like, and, and and the reason I noticed this is because my I lost my headphones charging case 
on my flight over. So then I didn't have any headphones. So I was just listening and taking in what was going on, um, which I suppose I normally wouldn't because I would just stick on headphones as well. And um, and the fact that I had to think about where I was going, I was like, where is this? Am I going into the right one? Am I on the right um, platform? And everybody else was just so, they just had it off by heart. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> so I was definitely like a duck out of water. Or is it a fish you, out of water? You <laughs> I were, know. you I, I can imagine you were the guy who on the escalators, you stood on the uh, the left-hand side. So people like charging up the escalators. Like, I'm not that bad. I've done that before, you know? but I'm not that bad. <laughs> There's just, um, you, you're so, if you follow some, some, some people are just so good at it and you follow them and they, they know how to get into gaps, out of gaps, round people. They swear every five steps because someone stopped right in front of them or like, they, but they just, they have it down and it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing watching. Like I, I spent 15 years in London and yeah, I don't think you can ever get used to, I don't think you ever like the tube or like the commute, but there are some things that I miss a lot, um, which is I used to listen to podcasts a lot on, on my tube. I used to enjoy the fact that that was the only time in the day that I was on my own, that I had my own time. Um, this is a bit sad, but it, it it's kind of true. Um, and I listened to, consumed a lot, like a lot of people read books. Um, you can get into the zone a little bit more. You chill out for probably an hour either side of your working day. And it's something that I don't do very often. Now. Even I used to, I used to call my mum or my gran when I was walking to the train station because I knew I had a 10 minute walk. And I knew I didn't want to speak to my mum for longer than 10 minutes. <laughs> and I always had an excuse to jump down the tube, you know, zone off. No one can call me back. I'll be in, in the zone for 40 minutes and then you're out the other end into work. And likewise. But now I, d I don't do that. I don't call my mum as much. I don't zone out as much in like listening to podcasts, apart from when I'm going to you know walk the dog. But you have to make an effort to do it. So there's like, I would never want to do it ever again because... I think like the air quality down there and all this kind of stuff is just not good for the human soul to be packed into trains like for basically two hours every day of your life. But um, yeah. Well, you hey. do touch on something there that um, like um, I, I'm not too into the idea of working from home because I'm, I'm into, more into the idea of working close to home. And that there's a there's a bit of a difference there, like working from home, like home is home, like home shouldn't be work, in my opinion. And um, and like even if you like a bare minimum, I think people should have like a, a segregated place if they're working from home, like if it's a bedroom or an, an office or something, something literally someplace that you can just like close the door and lock it. And then it's like a minimum. That's like the idea of working on a couch or working at the kitchen table like it. It just it blurs the lines too much for me, and um, well, that's what's hap What happened to me is that the the idea of are you at work or are you at home, and it it just became too too difficult to separate. So like I've a small office. Well, we've we've an office that's in our garden, like, and we're lucky we've got space. But even that like twenty meter commute, it's enough to separate your home from work. And that's why I have this office that's a couple of kilometers from the house. Um, more so that I can just turn off, which is kind of what you're saying there. Like the idea of, yeah, like I drive into work, I listen to morning news or whatever it is on the radio in the car. And it's, it is a zone out time. And it's enough time to give you that um, moment to decompress or something, which I think is a little bit harder when you're just going from working in in your home to cooking dinner like it's it, it's almost like you don't get enough time to to separate those two things and 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 start like dad alan or partner alan instead of work alan yeah no it's true i think it's something that we put on our list of uh topics to talk about was um being a freelancer has its has some big downsides you know this is hard and Maybe something that we can cover on that episode will be that, that the whole flexibility versus um, predictability of certain things that you do when you're a freelancer um, actually have a, an impact on other parts of your life. So, um, But we've done nine minutes of talking about tube riding and stuff. So 
today we are going to talk about twittering and all the crap on twitter and i'm going to pass it over to aline who has a little bee in his bonnet that he wants to get out and once that <laughs> bee is flying around we can we can um we can throw a few ideas and a bit of a debate around well the reason this kind of it now i'm i'm not innocent when it comes to um self-promotion and self-flagellation on twitter and linkedin like so but there is there's a certain side of the the self-promotion that really just kind of annoys me and it it started off with or this kind of idea there's this this topic we're going to talk about really it started off again because of a few tweets that you made that just made me laugh. And the reason they made me laugh was because of the bollocks in the comment sections. Because I know that you were taking the piss and everybody else on Twitter was just like, oh, Matt, yeah, you are the bestest of whatever. Like this one, you did this. It, uh, man, it, I, was, I was literally like laughing out loud reading some of the comments, knowing that you just were like, you had them all going like this one here about like how to make $500 monthly MMR, basically five bakeries charging $100 a month on, on hosting. And like, I know, I know this is a real thing that you could do, but I know you were taking the piss. This tweet got 14,000 views. You've got 93 likes. And when you go through it, like people were like, who's going to pay $100 for hosting? And other people are like, yeah, that's an amazing business idea. And it just shows the the nonsense that's on Twitter that if like anything to do with money that is supposedly easy to attain just gets you gets you so much clout. And it's quite frankly, it's bullshit. And this this was a, like I know it was a joke, but it 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 shows what the the toxicity of this kind of environment is and the thing that annoys me is the mmr the 10k a month bullshit and all of the i the, the lack of 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 reality that's around these tweets like the same um and i i don't think they have any benefit except for the person who's made the tweet i think something like that is self-serving and i think it um puts pressure on other people and I, I i don't think it's of any benefit um and any of it and i'm pretty sure i've never done the financial stuff online like self-promotion of my finances if i have your people are more than welcome to call me out for being a hypocrite if i've done it and if you can find tweets and linkedin stuff about me yeah fuck it if i've done it i'm, I'm a complete hypocrite but I just think it's bullshit. I um, and I I don't believe a lot of it, frankly, because everybody talks about their their finance their 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 uh, turnover. No one ever talks about their costs or their um their their outgoings or their taxes. Like, for example, in Ireland, you can do ten k a month, and twenty three percent of that goes to the government on sales tax, and then another. 40% of that, 30, 20 to 40% of that goes on tax. So straight away you're down at, you know, about five and a half grand. That's not profit. And like revenue is not profit. And the only time I ever see anybody talking about how much their business costs are is nonsense. Like I pay $20 a month on hosting. I pay for a Figma um annual subscription that is this amount and then i got f free or i pay for you know the the costs that they say are so minimal that it makes it look like their profit margins are 95 percent, which is bullshit <laughs> okay okay like there's a lot to unpack it um i am booking alien into a therapy session to that, this make... is it this is my therapy <laughs> i don't know but... <laughs> Yeah. So so okay. So first of all, that that tweet that I made, um, it, it it wasn't a joke per se. It it, it was tongue in cheek. Um, it did have a. It, it was you were a, on a roll that week, man. You had that <laughs> other one about like the my client sent me. Oh, where can you give me a breakdown of the cost of oh. three thousand dollars? And then you said it'll cost you three thousand. Cost you three thousand dollars, and 
Oh, no, it's $0 for you, but $3,000 to Matt or something. Oh, yeah, this is it. Matt, can you please send me a breakdown of your costs, please? Hi, John. The breakdown is as follows. The cost to build a website is $3,000. The cost <laughs> the cost not <laughs> for you to build a website is $0. Regards, Matt. <laughs> like, the same fucking thing. Bullshit. Very, very funny. I was laughing. Well, that, that was a meme that I, I stole off something I saw on LinkedIn about something else. Um, but generally, generally my, my perception is, um, I, I think a lot of those tweets that include financial data, if you look at the people tweeting them, it, it's kind of, they've done a, how to grow your Twitter audience, how to grow your engagement course kind of vibe, you know, they're tweet bros as maybe they're called. I think, I think that's the, the best way to describe. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that it does nothing for the person doing it um, other than maybe attract like-minded people who, who also do the same thing. Um, but also it doesn't do anything for anyone else's mental health in terms of making them realize whether they're doing something good or bad. Or do, uh, You know, as a freelancer, we all know we have up, downs, down, uh, up, up months and down months. And there, it does boil down to money. It does boil down to, like, if I have a really good month, then that's great. But I know the next month might be less great because I get less clients in. Um, but we all know the realism of that is that um, there are ups and downs. Now, when you see all these tweets going out, as you said, they only tell 10% of the story because they don't, you know, they're the tip of the iceberg. There's a lot of stuff going on. It's like a swan, you know, like they say, there's a swan gliding on the river. But underneath the water, the swan is like paddling like crazy, you know, getting getting his foot stuck in weeds and having fish nibble at them and all that kind of stuff. So it, it doesn't reflect all of that stuff. But then there's the other side of me who thinks that um, there is a way to use these sort of share in public, build in public statements to to inspire others so i think i think i've i've like i've collected a few tweets and we won't we won't say who they're from um but I th there's one tweet that i've i've seen and it's all about right i've just made you know 150 grand in revenue this year i've sent out this many proposals um i've worked for these companies and i've got an mmr of 10 grand here's a thread how to do it you know I think complete bullshit engagement tweet bro style tweets. It's like, right, let's put something out there. Let's get loads of likes. Let's let's get loads of comments and boost my profile on Twitter. Then I think you've got, um, I've seen another one which has very similar. It's like, you know, I've made over 400 grand in the last few years. Um, and here's my thread on how I did it. Um, but it's from a probably a, in my eyes a more respected um, person in that I know how they work. I know that they're not making shit up. So I think there's two sides of this. It's like sometimes a tweet doesn't necessarily reflect the intent of the person tweeting it, even though that those like those two tweets are written in a very similar way. I think the intent for both for either party is very different. And then you've got people who don't talk about finances. So they say, um, I know, like, and I'm, I'm sure Grace won't won't mind me saying this, but she she posts about, she does a wrap of her year. Uh, she also talks about the number of projects she, she's done. She never mentions, mentions finance. Um, and she talks about hitting objectives um, and just kind of general success stories. And I think there is a, there's, there's definitely scope to do that. No, no, I, I, I know I, I, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to unpack whether it's the presence of specific finance numbers that is getting your goat here or whether it's um, the the kind of what's the word um, the flexing of success which is getting your goat because I like there, there is a fine balance there is a fine balance for, for one person it's a flex for another person it's inspiration when they're reading it so I, I don't know 
I'm on a fence here a little bit. This is why we 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 thought we could, we could talk about it because we don't. Yeah, like kind I'm of, I'm yeah. very binary about this. I think I don't see any benefit for putting your finances or if they even are your finances. And do you ever do you ever notice they're fucking clean numbers? It's four hundred grand. It's one hundred fifty grand. It's ten grand. It's such simple consumable numbers that I just I I don't see the benefit of it. Um, I I don't see. Well, I do see the benefit. I, the benefit is it's self-serving. That's it, and it it gets people under you to to fanboy over you, and most often that person has a product to sell, and there's somewhere in the in the uh, the ether there's something that they're selling. There's something there, and it doesn't matter if it's tiny in financially tiny or if it's a $900 course but there's something usually there and i think that it's it's a bit it's a lot more insidious than than um it, like it's it's this kind of prom- uh, it it masquerades as motivation when really it's it's sales and i i don't like it i don't like it at all and i i am and there's people who i really really admire and respect and then i've seen him do it and been like this is fucking gross i'm not into it and and i i i I, see and like i don't see the difference like if you like someone just because you like them doesn't mean they haven't done something wrong that's my no 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 i understand that but what what's the difference between doing tweets about a subject matter that you're doing like tweeting is generally is a bit of a a weird thing because it's like going outside your house and getting a microphone and going hey everyone listen to me i've got something to say <laughs> and yeah. then people coming around and some sometimes a whole crowd comes around and applauds you other times people shout abuse at you sometimes people go hey hey yeah i agree with you and sometimes no one no one listens it's like you know it's like tumbleweed but what's the difference between tweeting about a a skill or something that you've done or something that you want to tell people about that doesn't involve finances versus tweeting about something that where you do mention finances is it just the finances bit or is it the the whole self-promotion bit that you're not too i think it's the financial side of it's toxic and it's it's disingenuous um it's like obviously everybody's in business to make money everyone wants to make money but this um this this promotion of like Success is not just money, but this is what it makes it out to be, is that money is the only um, value of success. And the, the the complete lack of transparency in it all and the insinuation that that this amount of money is your profit, that's what's nonsense. Like, as I said, they don't say what their sales tax is. They don't say what their outgoings are. And anyone who does say what their outgoings are, they're very, very small. And I just don't think it's... Um, I don't think it's val- I don't think it's um real to be fair. Like I don't think what they're saying is real. I think there's an element of truth to it like your your turnover could be the amount that you're saying, but the actual reality of what you're doing is not what they're what they're putting up on Twitter. So I would rather see what the reality is and um and and yeah, like I would rather like the, the, I would rather see how much money you're spending on other designers and other people working with you and how much money you've lost. Have you been sued? Have you, uh, are you able to pay your taxes? No, hey, There's all but, these kind of things that but, are like, that are a part but of that's still That's still finance, no? And that's still... But this is my point, is that it's not finance. It's, they're not giving their finances. They're giving a figure that is clean and easy to consume. And people what about, go, oh, okay. No. What about Grace then? So Grace uh, said, you know, I've done, this is my 16th project of the year. And some people might go, whoa, 16, that is, you know, I've only done eight. Like the number of projects obviously doesn't equate to much in the terms of, you know, you could do one big project in the year. Uh, you could do five big projects or you could do 30 small projects. So you can't, you know, you, it's not encapsulating exact science here, but What's the difference there? Because that that might, you know, some people might read that and go, well, 
you know, are they big projects? Are they small projects? There's not a lot of detail behind it. It's nice and clean. But is it because it doesn't include, if, if Grace had said, hey, I did 17 projects and I made 500 grand out of it, does that change the tone of that tweet? Yeah, in my okay. opinion. Okay. It does, yeah. Um, like as I said, we've I've done a lot of self-promotion on social media, so I'm no angel. But it's this this thing is is not okay. And oh, let's let's talk about a previous topic that we were talking about, the subscription-based service, where I believe the reason that you don't like it and others don't like it is because of a self-flagellation individual online that just talked about how much money he made because of that service. So in my opinion, that person made that marketing uh, language, unlimited development and design toxic. And that affects other people. That's what's that, that like, it's not, and that's one example. And that's really, it's really unfair that other people in the industry are completely, they're potentially their businesses are being undercut because of one person's nonsense. And I think maybe this is kind of happening a bit more in the last year because of how Twitter has changed that these kind of, um, these kind of tweets get more self-promoted and maybe I'm seeing more of them, but like, it's just, it's toxic. And it's, I just think it's gross. Like I'll go, I'll give an example. Like, you know, you were talking there about ups and downs of freelancing and like, I'm now like, I'm, I'm essentially employed. Like the contract is getting sorted out that I'm going to be employed. Um, but it came from freelancing, but like the month before my daughter was born, I literally had zero money in the bank and no one fucking talks about those months, you know, and no one talks about like the difficulties that you have. And sometimes, you know, you're going to have really good months and like you could have downtime and stuff like that year while my partner was pregnant, I lost a contract that was, <laughs> it, it, it added up. I, I, I put this, I talked to, um, Jack at Webflail about this. Like it was 25 grand a year, that contract. And no one talks about, oh my God, I just lost a contract that's worth this much. And they owed, and honestly, it's like, it's almost like the promotion is the business. It's not that you're doing business. It's like, if you start talking about you're making 10K a month or 20K a month, it's that continuous cycle is what is the business model. And then from that, something sells. And it's not genuine, in my opinion. You're not selling the service no, that like, you're going to be selling. I, I think, I think um, yeah, I think there's two ways to look at this. Is You've got the intent of what people are trying to convey and what that is designed to do. And then you've got the, the manner or the, let's call it the copywriting of what you put out there. So... I think the intent for a lot of people, and and it's it's often the fear is that if I talk about um, I've just lost a client because of X, Y, and Z, you know, that that the perception is maybe, and maybe it's a wrong perception, but it's a perception everywhere is people, and it's what people don't talk about failure in a lot of in industries is I'm a failure, I didn't do very well, I lost, I'm a loser, I'm it, all those kind of connotations. And um, you know, everyone migrates to success. Everyone migrates to the the successful person in the industry or the the room, as it were. Um, and so I'm I'm thinking maybe people don't talk about the downsides as much because they don't want to portray themselves as someone who has lost a client. Because okay, let's unpack that. Why did you lose a client? What did you do wrong? Are you not good at your job? All this kind of stuff, you know. Whereas when they talk about I've just won a new client or I've, I'm just, I'm fully booked for the month. You know, you get a lot of that, you know, I'm, I'm fully booked. I'm, my order book is closed. I've, you know, I've got my, um, my, my sister and brother-in-law, uh, they run a, a building business and I go, how, how's work? And they go, yeah, we're fully booked until next year, September. That's a, that's, is the word virtual virtue signaling? I don't know, but that's saying, Hey, we're freaking good at what we do. So good that we're fully booked. So I think, I think that's where a lot of those things are coming from. So that's why people don't talk about the, maybe the but, downsides, but like, but, okay, so the, fi the finance maybe, thing maybe. is different. I think the finance is just the flavor of how you present those successes and failures. It's like, 
people won't talk about I've just lost I've just made a loss this year or I'm you know I haven't made enough to pay my taxes or um or any of that stuff they they don't talk about that because that that is a fragility that a lot of people aren't good at talking about and like we do you know you know heard of Chatham House rules is where you know what you say around the table stays around the table and it's stuff that I will talk a lot about with my mates you know they're in different industries and we talk about the struggles uh, here, here's a good example okay so there's eight of us this happened five years ago there's eight of us sitting around a table and uh we do this every year we have a nice meal you know starter main dessert all the all the wine you know and we treat ourselves because we, we meet up once a year and at, at the end one of the guys goes hey should we play credit card roulette and i'm like what is credit card roulette anyway yeah, they, yeah. they explain the situation it's like everyone puts when when the um the uh the waiter or the waitress comes and to pay for the bill everyone puts their card in a pot and the waitress or waitress picks out a random a card at random they don't know whose card it is and that pays for the whole bill okay so i sit in there and this is this is where after I start start my coffee business so i quit my job i had limited money in the bank but my friend had also just started his plumbing business and had limited stuff in the bank there were two bankers and there were two re- relatively high paid lawyers also around the table and and we looked at each other me and me and the, my friend are like with a sense of absolute dread you know this is our rent going out to pay for this you know hmm. and it it was you know it was a horrible feeling because for the first time ever we were talking about the ability to pay success failure all around the table unfortunately the the waitress picked his card and i felt uh, like we all had a laugh and whatever but it was horrible and we never did it again we decided we'll never ever do this to each other ever again put each other in this position of uh, having finance dominate a conversation or because it's still an embarrassing thing to talk about so that's why I think people don't talk about their down their down months or their down things but I think talking about your up thing I think it could be inspirational it could be that if someone says I've made 200 grand this year from building web webflow sites I don't think that's a bad thing I think that's that's going well okay there's no ceiling there's no ceiling to my earnings if I work hard and if I, you know, do it properly, then I can make a good living that can look after me and my family. It may, means I could get a bigger mortgage or afford to rent a bigger place or I could afford to go on holiday. So I think there are uh, intention elements that are out there that are actually really positive. What I think is you've got to pick between the, the golden ones is the the people who regularly tweet about this stuff in a kind of tweet bro manner which is designed to just as you said throw out nice clean flexible uh, flex numbers that are designed to get fanboys or girls to follow them engage with them and kind of paint a picture that they're more successful than they are but I don't know I think I don't think it's as easy as saying if you include finances it's a bad thing if you don't include finances it's okay I'll just come back to it your turnover is not your profit. But I didn't say anything. I, but I didn't think anything about, like, everyone has no different... One, no one ever talks about expenses. No one ever talks about, um, like, the, no one ever talks about the, the costs. They just talk about how much money they made. And how much money you make is, it's, it's such a different thing to what you're actually taking home. No, but remember, and remember I just think people, people talk about salaries. The, the word salary doesn't encompass tax or national insurance or urc or anything like that it's it's just a top line starting point there are all sorts of costs like when i was in london i if i cycled to work it cost me zero money to commute to get to work but there was a guy i sat next to it cost him six grand a year to to commute to work because he had to get a train from an hour away we never that's, that's never talked about the salary is what we talk about the fact that he earns more than me or less than me that's the that's the number. Yeah, okay, okay. Like having a private conversation with someone is completely different to putting it out to a platform of what is it like half a 
like was it no, no, 100 I, million 200 million people like the 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 intent is what i'm talking about this there is no i don't see any benefit to what they're doing and i just see it as this way of generating engagement that is it's toxic and i just think i just think there's more negatives to what what anybody who does with this type of stuff like i'm painting everybody with the same brush and like if you want to be proud of what you've done, yeah, fair enough. But like, I don't see the, and maybe like, I don't see the people you, you're saying there that some of these tweets might be inspirational to me. They're not, I just see them as, and, and this could be like, you know, this could be a part of the Irish psyche. Like the Irish are very, we're not, um, we're not into a financial self-promotion. Like Bono had a, a, a point once before about how, you know, if the Irish person sees a man with a castle on the hill, they'll begrudgingly talk about him. Whereas if an American sees a man with a castle on the hill, they say, how do I get there? And that's, <laughs> um, that that could be a part of what I dislike about this. So like, I understand that I have flaws and limitations, but at the end of the day, I I just don't see any positive outcome from this, except for the person who's making the tweet. And I'll go back to it. I would, I I'm not, I would say 90, I'll put it out there, fuck it. 100% of the people that are doing this have something else that they're selling because they're not selling, this isn't sell. This isn't a sales pitch to their client. Like the client doesn't give a shit really how much money you're making. It's the person underneath you that does. So like you're not going to your client, hey, look at me, I just made 500 grand this year. Your client will be like, I don't give a fuck about how much money you made this year. I want to know what you're going to do for me right now with this business problem I have. So it doesn't make sense. Why are you why are you promoting this thing? It's not to get more business unless that business is from people underneath you. And if you think about the biggest companies in the world, like the biggest corporations in the world, they do everything in their power, everything in their power to prevent how much they actually make going out. It's not a business decision to say how much money you're making until like maybe with stocks and shares and stuff like that, like when financial reports come out. But most of these companies do not want to show tell how much profit they're making or how much they're turning over. It's like it almost it's negative for them. It's not a positive. So I don't see why a freelancer or a small business or anyone like that, I don't see how the benefit it is to their business of selling a service, which is a creative process. I don't see the connection there, but I do see the connection of, oh shit, I've got this ebook for $20 that just happens to be in my Twitter bio. I've got this course that's coming up and join the waitlist. I can see the benefit of getting people into those things. And I, I just think it's a sales tactic and I don't like it. No, I, hey, I'm not going to argue on that front. Um, I just think, I think sometimes we just, yeah. Hundred percent, I think is that it's just going too far. I think there are there are people out there who who are more comfortable talking about um, numbers and are more able and willing to share. Now, given you don't you and what well, you actually do if you go into the indie hacker community when people are going right, I'm going to build some side project and make some money out of it. You do get um, a fair amount of people saying, I've just spent two months building this thing and I'm making 60 quid a month and they but it's it's almost an an open building public rule of the game that you do this you know um I guess what we're saying here is that there aren't many freelancers especially in the webflow space who are talking about I've just made a thousand this month or I've just broken even this month after I've paid for my office rent my tools Da 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 da. Tax da da da. You know. So I un- I understand why it, it does seem like there's a a 10k and up kind of vibe going on. 10k it's, is such a lovely number. Isn't it? <laughs> it's a lovely it's number. Just such a lovely. It it just triggers something in our you know our our, our reptilian brain. We're just like when we were reptiles, we all wanted ten thousand dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, David Attenborough is going to do a BBC series on how <laughs> we evolved into wanting that lovely round number. <laughs> and maybe it's the K. Is it the letter? I don't know. But like, fuck me. Yeah. Just, no, I, 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 I completely get. I just, actually, just, just maybe, maybe it's, um, maybe it's the platform. Maybe it's not the people. Like, should I really? Uh, I'm gonna like go back on myself here. Like, should I really be blaming the person who's figured out how to reverse engineer? 
like the Twitter platform in order to drive engagement. Maybe the problem is the tool that we're communicating on. And that tool drives, um, like the engagement is through like rage or jealousy or something like that. And, and maybe that's the problem. Um, but it still comes back to, I just really don't like it. No, I, I, hey, you don't have to like it. You don't have to like it. I just think we broad brushing people talking about it, I don't think is a, is the way to go. But I think, okay, ignoring the, ignoring the intent. So I think the intent can be different. I think people can go in, like, my intent with this tweet is to get likes and engagement. And there could be another intent, which is, I want it to be inspirational and uh, share my journey in a positive manner that will inspire others. So you might have two different intents. I know that you think maybe there's just one intent, um, but there are downsides to, to both ways of doing it because at the end of the day, it's a tweet. It can, it's read in the same medium. Um, the intent behind it is not always obvious, but the downside of talking about big numbers or say let's 10, 10k plus is it can make people who don't reach that so-called magical number um it can make them feel quite low and quite um unsuccessful in a way that can actually dissuade them the other way so there are people who get inspired as you said you know the american sees the the castle and says how do i get there 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 is that attitude and and maybe I don't know how many people in the world have that attitude, but there are a lot of people who have the other attitude, which is, um, you know, okay, good for you, mate, but I'm not anywhere near that. That's making me feel useless and crap at what I do. So there's, you know, the, the whole imposter syndrome kind of mechanic. So I do get it. I think, you know, in the round, I don't know. I don't know which which way is the most advisable way. You know, if I was... If I was Elon Musk and I had a magic wand that says uh, ban all tweets that had financial data in them versus versus promoting the ones, I don't, I don't know. Because the intent, again, the intent behind it is, I think, is sometimes very genuine. But I think the people doing them need to have an eye and make sure that they realize that there are, that it is, when people read that, it does have the opposite effect. It can have, you know... You you obviously have a I'm very angry about it and I don't like this and that and but you're comfortable. It's not maybe it doesn't get through your skin and affect you mentally. But there oh, are people. It did no, I, like honestly, like I've had some. You know, I'm I'm a pretty confident individual, but like I've got my like I've had some you know tough mental times as well when it came to business. Like especially around the time that my daughter was being born. You know, my partner was definitely not going to work for uh, the next uh, six to 12 months. You know, like I had huge fears and anxieties. And I'm not saying that they all came from watching someone on Twitter promote their own business. But like I do have like, you know, I'm not a fucking superhero. I'm just, you know, Aline that lives in the West Coast of Ireland that likes to surf. <laughs> and, you know, I have I've definitely had um, lows because of my own finances. So like I'm not. Yeah, I definitely have had those. But like just to kind of go back to my what I was saying there about the um the maybe it's the platform. There's um like go through going through your Twitter, like the amount of value that you put in there, like with tips and like things you can do, CSS stuff, um it's just like it doesn't get the same interaction. Um, and it's just like, why? Like, why is this stuff that's actually of value to people? Like, the stuff that you put out there for completely free is, like, way more valuable to someone's business than telling someone how much money they made. Like, giving someone a tip on how to use CSS and Webflow that they didn't know before. It's like, why does that not get the 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 the, the reaction? And that, that's got to do with the platform. Like, um, your man out in... Bristol is Andrew from Aerobase. Like the work that he does is it's fucking beautiful. Like I love his work. He's the guy that did the um the climbing um wall, you know, that it lands at the bottom and people scroll up and like it was, it was such a cool idea. He's got like I think he's got six employees in the UK 
He's paying for six UK salaries. At least it's at least four. It's I think it's six, including him. It's paying four and six. Like that's insane. He's paying six UK salaries. His work, his business is all coming through local business in Bristol. Like he's not in the UK in the US market, and he promotes his work and he promotes the outcome of his work, and it's just like like what he's doing is inspiring, and he's not like like I, I'm. A, just think of six UK salaries, what that turnover has to be a year, like to pay those guys, to keep the lights on, to um, pay VAT on all of that stuff. Like what's VAT in the UK? Like it's, it's quite a bit, isn't it? Like sales tax. 20, it's a yeah, lot 20, of money. 20% like, probably. Yeah. And, and it's just like, that to me is inspiring. And why that doesn't get more promotion and why, anyway, there I'm, I'm promoting it. Go check out Aerobase, Andrew, like and Twitter and his website, like his no, stuff. No, no, I, I get, I get you. I think, I think that's more of a platform thing and a more about you know, if I'm going to sell newspapers, this is a headline I've got to write kind of vibe, you know. So I agree. You know, there's certain tweets are encapsulations of feelings and intent, and often it it has to be written in a way that, um, at the end of the day, why are people tweeting? Well. There's lots of reasons, but some people use it as a sales tool. And so I've, I don't begrudge that. I suppose you've, you've just got to take everything that you, you read on Twitter with a pinch of salt, you know? Um, like some of it might be jokey, some of it not might, not might be jokey. So just don't get, don't get as angry, Ali. Just don't get as angry. <laughs> I, I, I look at those and I, I, know, and I maybe laugh and... You know, I did. I I got angry by by the design joy stuff. I yes, I did. I I admittedly probably got into the same knickers in a twist like you did um, around this stuff, and it's and I, it's understandable. But I think maybe the message from us is just take those tweets with a pinch of salt and follow your own path. That sounds very cliched, but. Um, just don't don't put too val too much value on the numbers that people talk about, um, and instead dig a little deeper and look at the 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 quality and the situation of of the work coming out of those people because that's where you get a lot of the value. A lot of the value is is looking at the quality and learning from the quality of how people go about doing their business rather than the end result on uh, an invoice sheet that doesn't tell it's only as we all know it's 10 percent of the story um is how much money comes in at the end of the day because there are so many ways that businesses can be successful in the in the same way that you know people who live in london are not shouldn't be defined as successful versus people who live on a mountain in clare should be unsuccessful in you know in that there's no mountains in clare by the way (laughs) (laughs) but yeah where 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 are the where are the cliffs of Moher, by the way? They're behind my house. Okay. Um, what about <laughs> the, the burn? The burn. The burn is pretty flat, but yeah, that's that's North Clare basically. Okay, um, guys. Yeah, just, there's just, no just the for mountains are in, the mountains I've, are in I've walked Kerry. up the burn and it it's not as flat as Aline might might. Uh, well, I'm, like it's 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 not uh, it's not mountainous like County Kerry or Cork or Donegal, you know. No, no it's, all, it's all relative. It's all relative, but still, yeah. Anyway, Alan doesn't live on a mountain. He lives on the flat plains. I live on a cliff. <laughs> he, he does live on a cliff. Yeah, I can testament to that. But they're not even that. They're not even the highest cliffs in Ireland, which they put on all their, all their um, marketing material. They, yeah. So technically, so there's two types of cliff. I can't remember what exactly they are, but they're. There's sheer and gradual, something like that. Ugh, my 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 cliff terminology is not great, but they are the highest sheer, which means it's like a vertical drop. But then the Sleek Leave Click Cliffs in Donegal are the highest cliffs in Ireland, but they're more like a a really steep mountain rolling into the sea. Uh, okay, so if you jumped off those, you'd probably hit the cliff before you hit the bottom. Whereas with the Cliffs of Moher, if you jumped off, you would hit the sea, and you'd never hit the cliff. Yeah, a very dark analogy, but that's. <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> don't well. go don't go jumping off either. Even though at the Cliffs of Moher there are no safety barriers, by the way. So no, if no. you ever go in there, do not take kids who you do not trust to just 
I nearly, the, I nearly fell the, off. The, I nearly the, fell the off. The center is the center has got like um, a, a, a four foot wall, but it's not like you can get over it, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so they the have done it. it up, but then once you go past the center, yeah, you're it's wild. You can yeah. be walking over a cliffhang, and they they stuff falls. <laughs> stuff. <laughs> anyway, on yeah. that note, I think uh, no, I think that was a good episode. I think. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll take we'll both take a chill pill. Um, if you ever see a tweet and you feel angry, give me a call, Ali, and I'll I'll you know I'll I'll talk you down from that cliff. I if I see <laughs> that if I see that tweet, I I will just like do what what old Muskie wants us to do, and I'll write angrily. I'll be like, <laughs> I don't like this tweet, and then I'll have a load of people underneath me who like the tweet giving out to me, and then I'll give out to that person about giving out to me about giving out about the tweet, and it just becomes like this this lovely environment to be in that's just so positive and energetic. Yeah. So if you're ever going to write a tweet like that, just think about what Aline might do with that tweet and how much time is wasted just, and how much ang- anger is, just, is reduced. I'm just imagining now there's going to be a load of people like purposely like just trolling me with these like bullshit tweets. <laughs> I would say that would be true, but I think only about 15 people ever listen to this podcast. So I think we're safe to say that it, the... Uh... Imagine if I saw 15 tweets today. <laughs> I'd, I'd blow up <laughs> i know i fear i fear i i might have to drive over and give you a big hug and say no it's okay honey. actually um that's another thing alessia was um from golden wander was saying when are you come in surfing that is and a then point. she was saying that you need to organize a surf trip to the west of Clare for uh for webflow nerds that is a great that is a great shout yeah let's do it yeah, let's do it. Let's open invite. Uh, Alim will send over his private jet that only takes him an hour to get from London to uh, anyone can fly because in. I'm, you know, I'm 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 busting through that 10k ceiling, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you don't tell us how much that private jet costs, though, do you? So, oh, uh, also, I'm just going to take a photograph with a Lamborghini that I just hired, and I'm going to put it up as ins- inspirational content there on Twitter. <laughs> Just to let you know, guys, um, Aline, is, Aline isn't known as, as the... <laughs> that doesn't surprise me, actually. A Nissan <laughs> Leaf as well, I bet. I bet it's a Nissan Leaf, is it? <laughs> no, not yet. Uh, right, on that note, um, have a good week, and we will see you next time. Yep, good luck. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.